Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey guys, Sammy Nalene here. You are listening to one of our exclusive episodes of DST Back for Seconds. We decided to release this one on the main DST feed so you can get a chance to see what goes on behind the paywall during Back for Seconds. And if you miss us, this is your little dose of us. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to all future episodes and past episodes. We do two a month, just us two. Let us know what you think of the episode, and we hope to see you come back for seconds. Hello, and welcome back to Back for Seconds. I'm Sammy. I'm Aileen. Bigfoot's back. Who, me? Me. I'm, oh. <laughs> you don't remember? Okay. Barely. I, I, can't remember I just remember I because yesterday. Alexa reminded me yesterday um, or two days ago that the Bigfoot conversation was one she listened to. So it was fresh in my mind. Okay. Anyway, we have so much to talk about today. The Cuts obsession with Ozempic. My God. Our own thoughts on Ozempic. Again. Again. And then uh, I, I stuff. You know, we have things to talk about. Things to discuss. Is there anything going on new? What's new in your life? How's, how's the world that you live in? <laughs> oh, um, it's like pretty good. The world I live in as, re- as it relates to this podcast, though, I have like gotten a desire to work out. I mean, I posted this on my Instagram story. Not a big, so not like breaking news or anything over here. But I think I think I missed the Instagram story, but you texted me about it. So did you mute me? Tell me the truth. No, you're... I'm kidding, Aileen. You just said no. Like I was totally serious. Like I was. Oh, I thought you were serious. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I don't mute anybody. I just unfollow. I don't mute or unfollow. I just, just don't suck it do up. anything. <laughs> like I just suck up the pain just of seeing suffer. things I don't like. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't mute. I don't unfollow. It's too much of a hassle. And I, yeah. So I got this like, I had it on, I had the desire to work out on like Monday. And then I didn't, I didn't like get to it, but like, I was like, okay, well, whatever. If I really want to do it, I can do it tomorrow. And then it stuck around till Tuesday. And then (laughs) yesterday, I again got like too caught up, but like my whole day, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't feeling like, oh, I feel obligated. Like I have to get a workout in. Like I would like to get a workout in. And that was a new feeling for me. That was a feeling that I've been waiting. I I have, ha- I have believed. That I have it was kept coming. the faith that this would come eventually. Yeah. And it did. I'm so, so happy. I'll let you know if it stays. What's the workout of, of your choice right now? I did Megan Roop's dance cardio and the Sculpt Society. So I I want I, I was craving a dance class specifically. Fun. Yeah, in theory. But but um so I asked like our friend who does a lot of um she does a lot of dance classes, like where like what I could do for an at-home one, and she gave me a free month, referred me to a for a free month of the Sculpt Society. And then I was doing it, and I am so 
goddamn uncoordinated. It is like so embarrassing. I could never do this in front of anybody. Like put it that way. <laughs> I think that most people in those classes are like not that coordinated. Uh, not I, – I would put myself at like below the 20th percentile. Like I have to be, you know? Yeah. Anyways, that's the um, the positive thing that's happening to me right now. Right. I just felt like it was a good update because, you know, the the back for seconders have the backers for seconds have been on my um have been on my have been on my um exercise journey with me. Journey and it is a journey. It's been several years. So I call that a I call that an odyssey um in internet time. So I feel that it was a it was a worthy update and you know, if you feel that you Will one day get your desire to work out back? Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Yeah. I think that I still have not like taken the perspective of like exercise as a as like something you crave. Like sometimes in when it, the weather is nice, I really do want to move and be outside. But when the weather is shit or it's like just gloomy, it's it's just harder to find that. So I just have to like force myself rather than want to. So I'm not there yet. But I also think that one day I'll crave something beyond the things that I force myself to do because I don't much enjoy it. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you mean. I don't much enjoy it either in theory. I loved SoulCycle. Like I am – they closed the one near my house and I'm just mourning in mourning. (laughs) Grief. I mean, yeah, I'm in like one of the stages. <laughs> well, the thing is that like, okay, I think workout, like I crave a workout gets as a such a broad term. And it's like, no, I didn't like crave. I crave to move. Or or do something specific. Sweat, Sweat do something. The, the word crave, I want to say, is a little bit of um, don't wait for a craving. Because as I was posting my Instagram story, I was like, am I going to say that I crave? craved a workout like no like I don't feel that that is the right word for this you had like a it's more like an intrinsic an intrinsic desire an intrinsic desire like a pull or like a right a craving craving sounds like like gotta get my workout like Avi (laughs) craves a workout like no I don't crave a workout like yeah. I'm just lucky or to just pass the desire. Or just like, pass. oh, I really want to move right now. What's something fun I can do? Like, I want that perspective. I will say, I'll tell you what it felt like. My body actually felt like it had energy mm. that it wanted to express or expel. It, yes, or, um, exactly. Burn. Ex- not, yeah, expel. Burn express. Energy. Yeah. Express. It had, it like, and and maybe part of it, and I spoke about this with my new therapist who I've really been liking, is she've been she's been essentially like emphasizing that like I never learned how to um, feel what I need, and that paying attention to feeling what I need is a helpful thing to focus on. And so I think it what I wanted was closer to feeling what I needed rather than like craving it, you know, because craving just makes it sound very like Amanda Clutes craves the workout, you know, like not me. Yeah. She's, yeah. It's a form of like in the most literal sense, self-care rather than like self, like you're caring for yourself. Like you're caring for your needs. You're caring for your health. Like, you know, 
So there was something else you said that I want to open up a conversation about, and that is about like the oh, winter. Let's open it. Oh, let's yeah. open it. We're opening this envelope, <laughs> and the winner is. And the winner. <laughs> yeah. So another thing that I, I've um, caught on to, I think there is a seasonal component to not just like Ugh, me, but yeah. I think we, I think we like ignore the seasonal component at our own risk because. Maybe you don't want to say, oh, I have seasonal depression because like that might feel a little too extreme. But I do think there is like a season for resting or when you might want to rest more and a season for salad eating. You know, like I, I think there is a real correlation with the seasons. And that is actually something that I was also thinking about because I was thinking about, you know how I'm like kind of nocturnal? Yes, but also dayturnal. <laughs> but like. Not, you know. <laughs> okay, you work better in the night. Yeah. You just are. Yeah. I think that like tuning into sort of like your body's natural proclivities mm -hmm. is like maybe just something to like pay attention to. Because as I'm like realizing like I don't function on a normal schedule that well. And like trying to like force myself. You're bat woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? Yeah, okay. You know how back in the day or not like. The day that we would remember, like caveman days. Whose day? <laughs> caveman days. <laughs> okay. There would be like different people who had to do stuff and do different stuff in the community. I have become convinced that I was like the person who sits up at night and tends the fire. <laughs> and that was my role in the community. Okay. And you, because you need someone who's going to like stay up at night. And, do they like, keep the fire going at night? What? I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't so. fucking know. Yeah. In, in Triangle of Sadness, they did. Remember, you have to keep the fire going. It's not that easy to start a fire. All right, it's not that easy to start. But you fire don't have a without, without any fire starter. Yeah, or so, you know, duraflame. So okay, my I'm I'm kind of kidding when I say this, although like a little bit not. Uh, my point is more that like people in like I think the way things are set up for people now, everyone's sort of just expected to get on the same like schedule and yeah. things that work for them and get on the same sort of like habits. But in reality, like we all have sort of like different natural ways that like we are supposed to fit into – That work for them. The society, you know, that work for you. Mm -hmm. And I guess like leaning into them a little more is what I'm trying to um, – Make them work for you. Yeah. Not you for them. Exactly. <laughs> you don't wear the clothes the, or the clothes don't wear you. You wear the clothes. Yeah. Make it work for you. Yeah. I totally felt the seasonal thing extra, extra this year. Extra, extra. Go listen to that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's free right now. The one most recent episode of the, the history of Fox News is free right now. And I listen to it. I'm yeah. interested. I felt that extra, extra this year, even though like the weather hasn't been so bad. Like it just snowed one time basically in New York. You're not the only person who I have spoken to who's felt that way. It's just this like, this like this gloomy vibe that really had affected my mood in a in a big way this year and it just maybe it was just added stress on top of unnecessary other thing uh, an unnecessary added stress but yeah it's just like i was and it also it just felt so starkly different to how i felt when the weather was nice i think that also added to it like that contrast 
like I felt so good. I wanted to move all the time. I just, you know, the sun, the wind in your hair and the sun on your skin. And then all of a sudden it's just, I'm so gray in pigment. And, and like, you know, like when you, you know, I need to put on bronzer, otherwise I look frightening. And then you just can't, there's, you need so much more extra motivation. Like that craving is just gone. The craving is just to sit. And, and then also I know with the seasonal thing, not to like talk about something like so beyond obvious, but like it gets dark so late and it's just fucking sad. So like seasonal affect, what is it called? Seasonal affect seasonal affective disorder. Affect, uh, disorder. It's just sucks, but I'm glad we're on our way out. I kind of think that, right. I was so happy when it was March. I was kind of thinking that maybe the lack of snow is what contributed yeah. to it because, like, to be honest, snow is fucking enchanting. It's the so other night enchanting. When we had snow, <laughs> I would I literally went and sat like in my backyard, just in silence. Uh-huh. The first time I was not hearing either a TV or so a quiet. podcast. It was so quiet. It was so beautiful. It uh-huh. wasn't like brutal. It was just gorgeous. Agreed. And then the next day, it was gorgeous. It was so bright in the house because everything was reflecting. So white. Yeah, the snow. Ugh. Yeah, my neighbors have these like this line of like what looks like Christmas trees, but they're not. And they have these like lights yeah. under them. And and Rusty and I were like, it was dark out. We just looked out. It was so quiet. The snow was falling. Wow, we took a picture of it. It was just so. I took so many pictures. It's actually embarrassing. (laughs) I literally photographed every tree. I'm like, I can't miss this. (laughs) I have to remember forever. It's so pretty. I I wonder if, like, the fact that winter wasn't really winter, it was just this, like, because there are things that are supposed to happen in the winter, you know? Yeah. And they didn't happen, the snow mostly. Mm -hmm. And Maybe that's like maybe there's something in like the internal cues that you get. Yeah. That I don't know. Maybe it's that. But anyway, I'm feeling a little bit better now. You know, when you hear the birds chirping. <gasps> yes. When the it's- birds chirp, it is a different <laughs> This is a suburban conversation. <laughs> this is so fucking lame. Yeah. Let's talk about something else. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. 
This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Let's pivot hard. Ozempic? Yes. The cut specifically... Just went on a a wild ride <laughs> of articles. Yeah. They've been on an they've been on an Ozempic beat, you could say. <laughs> the latest the latest article that I really wanted to talk about because it really resonated with me is called Munjaro and Me by um, this woman. Her name is at the Samita on on Instagram. It's at t h e s a m h i t a. So her article is called Munjaro and Me, and Munjaro is. In the category of drugs with Ozempic, um, although they're not exactly scientifically the same, the result is quite similar and people are using it for the same reasons in a lot of cases. And her article, I felt, really addressed what I think is a really appropriate conversation for this podcast, which is when you're not in the I'm just doing it to lose my final 10 pounds category, 
and you're not in the category of being prescribed it for diabetes, diabetes. or for like extreme obesity. You know, there's obviously I think, and I would put like my I'm gonna say I'll put myself in this category. It's not kind of like someone who is like uh, surfing the edge of uh, obesity, depending on you know her, according to the BMI scale at least, depending on kind of like where I've been in my life, and it's very easy for me to gain weight. But to be honest, I think that like my eating habits have been sort of like exacerbated by the dieting and trying to lose weight. So that's the perspective that this article was written from. And she talks about how she ended up losing weight and she ends up getting healthier. She had had uh, – her dad was diabetic and had really bad health problems and she didn't want to end up like that was kind of like what her goal her, – her motivation was. She was prescribed by a holistic doctor who kind of looked at all different elements of it. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to like get this shot and get the solution. But she talks about how her life like really improved. Like people treated her better. We talked about this on the last episode. Like people genuinely treated her better. And like I hate that that is like kind of the number one argument for getting it that you just makes your life well, easier. No, she said that she said it wasn't just that her life was easier. She could like, you know, breathe between meals. She felt like she could, you know, not get out of breath so quickly. There's, it's it's a really great article. I think that the, also the point of it was that what I feel about this whole fucking topic is that the category of people, all the speculation of the celebrities who are using it for like to get really, really thin from being already thin, all of that, that category and all of the shame that's now been placed on top of that. And all of the people on Instagram who were like shouting that it's so bad to do and all of these fucking side effects and you're just doing and all of the shame it's placed on the whole the whole use of the drug in in general has created shame for people who need it not necessarily who want or prescribe for or talk to their doctor about it maybe they're pre-diabetic or close to being pre-diabetic or something like that there's just like this like layer of shame that's just been created and i follow some like doctors who say like this is they 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 um or cardiologists specifically that prescribe it and they their patients have so much success because their cardiac health is is improved from some of the the weight loss that's occurred and things like that. But it's just like what I don't like and what what I liked about this article, it's that like it's coming from the perspective of somebody who doesn't want to feel the shame for taking it because they felt like they needed it and it would really improve their lives holistically rather than just taking it to like be very, very, very to fit into a dress. You know what I mean? So like I liked that because that's not really talked about and I feel like there is a lot of shame now with this drug and I've said it from day 1 like it's if you need it or you want it for reasons beyond the like the tiny tiny adjustments there shouldn't be shame around that. Well, I I think that this actually I mean of course there shouldn't be shame around it, but I think what I want to kind of dissect is like the reason why they're is shame around that. And the reason is because weight is – there are morals that are like superimposed onto weight. 
So it's like when it, – if you think back like six months even, people who were – let's say you saw like – if you go in like Remy Bader's comments, for example, people are like, your health is so terrible. Like you're going to – like you're hurting yourself. Like lose weight for your health. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now fast forward. We have literally a solution for that. Mm-hmm. And now it's like this shame if you – take it and lose – if you need it and you take it and lose weight because then you didn't like – you took like a shortcut or you like hopped on this bandwagon because you wanted to be thin because you wanted to like look good like everyone else. So it's like you both aren't allowed to like be just overweight and exist. You also aren't allowed to like take the medical – the medically invented drug that would make you thin. And the reason – And that would improve your health, which is what all these people are like feigning concern about for obese people. Like if you're going to pretend that you care about people's health, then you should be like Mm -hmm. all for them taking this if this is what it's it's really for. But the reason is because the culture and the celebrity conversation of the people who are taking Mm -hmm. it to lose five pounds, 10 pounds, they have taken over the conversation. So the the morality of it is like – just putting so much guilt onto mm-hmm. any onto like the average consumer mm-hmm. who wasn't even able to find out about the drug without knowing about this like conversation around it. Yeah. So there's a good there's a good art there's a good line in the that Samita wrote. She wrote, We live in an anti fat culture where weight gain is on its own seen as a personal failure. But weight loss, on the other hand, is viewed as a sign of sacrifice and commitment and you have to earn it to be worthy of it as Helen Rosner writer Helen Rosner points out you know like you can't have it in any any way oh you totally. can't right unless and and if it's the only way you can have it is natural and if you didn't try and you just like naturally um like eat and healthy and like everything's just you're obvi obviously obvi is the moral pinnacle of fitness the other piece of sucks. all of it though <laughs> is what i do like a, re- a very reasonable call out is that like it for the people who do need it like for diabetes there's a shortage and because of all these people who are not diabetic there's such a demand for it so like there's it people can't get it and it's really really expensive and it's not necessarily covered by insurance for everybody and now there's all these like compound pharmacies making it and um i've read that maybe you shouldn't take that <laughs> Because there's risks associated with taking off-label compound semi-glutide. Not necessarily all medication from compound pharmacies, but I'm just saying this one specifically I've heard is not necessarily safe. So I think just all of it together. And then I see people online like just repeating headlines or things they read like oh like the side effects you're gonna like take the get these side effects just so you can lose 10 pounds like i mean some people do get side effects like that's real but it's it's like it's just such like this high horse morality thing that like who are you to fucking like let this person do what they and their doctor believe is right for them Right. Well, here's the thing. I don't think that like the uh, – I don't think that if – I think the reason for that is because – and you could perhaps blame diet culture in general for this – is that you have a lot of people who are 
I want to lose three pounds. Like that's kind of their whole life. You know, and they and maybe they're not like stick thin, but the truth is that they are uh, they are enjoying thin privilege. They have their whole lives. They maybe they have like a few extra pounds that they were convinced is horrible, but like it's not by any sort of like doctor standard, or even just like what if they could like really view themselves objectively. And I think those, and I I'm even hesitant to like blame those people because again. Those people are also getting a better experience of life when they are thinner than they were before. And that is like a societal brainwashing that I almost can't even blame people for being like, fuck it, I'll just like take it or if they or I'll suck up the side effects or I'll risk that I'll have the side effects or I'll risk whatever we might find out in 20 years about this, mm-hmm. you know. So if people who are like pretty healthy – you know, all things considered. If they're like, well, I got to do this so I can just like drop two sizes. That like speaks to a poor, a poorly incentivized like structure of the way people are living, you know, that they're willing to pay so much, potentially suffer, potentially put risks in the equation so that they can like just much more quickly get thinner. And I think what's also interesting is that if you li- read these articles about these drugs is that like it's not that it's – it's basically causing people to like forget about eating. So the work of recovery, quote unquote, where like your brain isn't constantly on food, you're basically getting that with this drug. And like of course, who doesn't want that? Because even if you are thin, you can't escape feeling shitty about yourself in some capacities and feeling that you're not thin enough. And that's yeah. like a bigger problem. The other piece of the article that I thought was also really interesting was like the body positivity, like, you know, back and forth in her mind mm-hmm. that, and I think a lot of people, Hey, we talked about it. Like, I have that how do you, all the time. how do you, you know, wrap your mind around like wanting to lose weight while you're also like saying, I need to, I need to accept my body at the size that it is, you know? Um, I thought that was interesting. I think she had a good good line about it in the end. Okay, this is what she says. What these drugs can't fix is what underlies the obesity epidemic, a culture that continues to hate fat people, a healthcare system that incentivizes our weight loss over our actual well-being, and a food system that denies us access to whole healthy foods. But my body alone can't remedy all of that. Perhaps it was my commitment to body positivity's insights into the diet industry that made me hesitant to consider a drug that res- would result in weight loss. Until I realized that body positivity is also about doing what is right for you and your body as you see it. Allowing myself to step away from the externally imposed shame and the sense of impossibility that has come with living in this body and really trying to figure out what is best for myself and ended up being the key to truly accepting myself. But that was really good. Um, I I actually copied and pasted that part into my little note. So I'm glad you read it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like really, I thought that was. I think that I thought it was a really good summary of like how we all feel about it. It's like how do you how how do you go back and forth between these two like thoughts at the same time? Like wanting to lose weight for your health or for your body positive but also accepting your body. Like how do you do that? And I think that she summarized it in a good way. You can't I can't tackle the fucking diet culture. I can't tackle fat phobic society on my own. I need to work with what I've got. I'm doing my best and I can only think of myself and my family 
And this is what I've come up with. Like that kind of mindset. I think that 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 honestly is like admitting that there's something systemic that's acting on all of us. Like sure, you can try to like make your thoughts exactly as you want them to be or figure it out in your own mind or like find a way to rationalize it. But it is impossible to ignore this greater umbrella that is hanging above all of us that it's like, why? Because then ultimately you just like end up blaming yourself. Like, why am I so stressed? Why can't I figure this out? Why can't I get myself to a stable or clear place? And the reason is because you're not alone. Like there's other stuff happening. It's not just like this personal decision. It's not you in a vacuum. You're not just like in this desert by yourself. Nothing in this world is just us in a vacuum. Everything is like other forces and factors acting on things. And it's and the just, history of your life and all the experiences that led you led up to this moment in time. That too. Like all yeah. of the things and all the things you experienced in the world that you were in then too, right. like your environment then, these things right. that happened, the people that you were with then and what they said, what the culture was like then. And then like over the timeline of where you were up until now and how, and that's how you, that's what dictates how you deal with anything. I had someone say to me something sort of similar, like she was, she felt really guilty that she couldn't get herself to like work out and she has two kids. Like she's, you know, that she like is having trouble with like self-care and that she was like, you know, she isn't able to get into a routine and she's always so like busy and stressed. And I was like, well, have you considered that that the the way things are built are not conducive to you ever feeling like you're going to have a handle on it? Like right. maybe this isn't you. And so just take the one piece of guilt of like, why can't I do this out? out. Yeah. And the answer is like, I can't do this and it's not really my fault. And I'm just gonna do the best I can. And like the maybe you won't achieve anything better. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But you will at least hopefully feel better. Cause feeling like things are your fault is just like terrible if it's this, not. Right. It's just adding to the whole situation and not making it easier to solve. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
they're just like set up for failure no matter what. And like, I was just like, well, what? And I know this is the most cliche advice, but I tried it. Mm-hmm. I tried it out. I was like, what would I actually say to my friend if she were texting me with this issue? Or like if I quoted yeah. basically myself in text message from a friend. And I would, I, and I said it out loud in the most like, man, well, I would do, I would tell her to like, lo, like, to be easy on yourself. Like, like yeah. just com- rolling my eyes as they said it. But then I'm like, why not? <laughs> right. Why can't I just take that fucking advice? Like, why I don't not? Know. It's so great. It's just so much harder <laughs> to just be so much harder on yourself. But you have to go like comically easy on yourself. Like that's, what, that's actually something I did. Like I went like comically easy on myself. So that it can like seep in, you know, like you have to, I had to almost treat myself like a child testing boundaries. (laughs) Maybe I am a child testing boundaries. Again, three or 63. We're not sure. (laughs) We're not sure. So yeah. Um, And it's like, it becomes like funny and light. You know, when you're like, when you're like, yeah, I'm just going to eat this whole ice cream container out of spite. And then you're, then you go to yourself, you're like, why am I going to eat this? Just so, so I can like rebel against me, Yeah, you know? And, and it becomes almost like funny and like, you can laugh with you. Like the part of you that is usually berating you can laugh with you instead. Or you can just be like, like, are you fucking ridiculous? Like, can you, can you chill out? I had that feeling like the other day I had this like really, I don't know if it's like an intrusive thought, but it was like this, I like imagined a scenario where someone said something to me that was like reflective of like some fear I have inside about how I'm feeling about myself. And then I imagined what I would say back to that person. And I was essentially having this like, I like went down this rabbit hole of having this like argument with oh, this yeah. fake no one's situation, ever done that. <laughs> with this fake situation, like defending this mean thing that that I that this person said to me. But then when I was I was like sitting there thinking about, it, I was like, this is so fucking stupid and hilarious that I am basically fighting myself. This never happened. No one, nobody said this, but I'm like basically fighting with the two people on my shoulder and it's I'm like this is comical and I was just laughing and I feel like maybe in the past I would have listened really much more intensely to that I would have let that voice in like that mean voice but I was like what the fuck are you doing imagining this debate between between yourself like it's it's it and then you're silly. laughing at it you're like this is but so funny I was like wow almost like that was kind of necessary because I prevailed. The nicer Aileen prevailed. She she was like, this is dumb. Why are you letting this affect you? This isn't a real conversation or anything that happened. This is just like the mean old thoughts just coming out of nowhere. And you squash that shit. <laughs> I think this is a good assignment for everybody. Yeah. Next time you're berating yourself, yeah. laugh with yourself. Yeah, think that's about that's like a fun way to be crazy. We don't laugh enough, honestly. <laughs> My laugh list hasn't gotten an addition in like a month. It's really upsetting. I laughed, lol, laughed at um the most recent fascist TikTok when at the end when Sean goes, "Hi Brian." Oh like, yeah, ah! yeah. That was I watched fun. that on loop. And I was yeah. dying laughing. I don't really add TikToks or posts to my laugh list. It has to be more like things that happen in real life. To like, I have to. 
they have to be re- like in my life. I hear you, know? you but that's but part of my life. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, but like th- you get what I mean. I do need something really funny to happen so I can – my laugh list is like yeah. not um, – it hasn't been refreshed recently. So it's something though. you can like think back on and laugh about it later. Yeah, no, I look at the list sometimes and I'm like, that was so fucking funny. Like I'll actually laugh looking at my laugh list. Oh, you make a list of no, things I that are No, I literally have a list on my notes. It's pinned on my notes and it's called laughs and they're all the funniest like times when I couldn't stop laughing, I put them there. That's such a good idea. There are so I, many from like I can't our think. conversations you don't even like know. Oh, tell me tell me some. Okay. Authority magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the the first one on my list, I think this is what actually inspired me to start it, was um the At Betches episode where we were where I was you guys like I called the Justin and Selena media blog an article. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like laughing at me. <laughs> You know what was so funny where we couldn't stop laughing? Yeah. When we were recounting the time that Jordana was in band in middle school. It's so crazy to me that like a memory from we were like 12 could still make you cry laughing, maybe even harder than you did then. Well, that's why I have the list so that we can save that. It's not you know so amazing on? how the brain is. Ugh. I have Jordana asking the U Up fan where she lives on here. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good ones in here. That oh, that's so good. The um, four seasons total landscaping. Obviously. Oh yeah, <laughs> here too. So it's like both broad things and broad, things that happen just like moments with friends. In time, yeah. Just moments when I cannot stop fucking laughing. Ugh. The time that um this. This uh, couple bought me and my mom so many bottles of wine in Italy, and then I had to go record the morning announcements, and I could not speak the words. Like I, I act. I'd written it before, but you know, we went to dinner. I didn't think I'd be having several bottles of wine with this couple that we met from Saudi Arabia, like literally. And then at the, I had to go back and record it because it was like that was like the late, and I. My mom was cracking up at me. I'll send you – we have a picture of it because it was <laughs> fucking funny. I think There's so many me. good ones on here. So make a laugh list, everyone, and laugh with yourself. Laugh with yourself. I love it. It's just really the medicine. <laughs> so much better than Ozempic. <laughs> I know. Imagine if you could inject – get a, a, a monthly injective or a weekly injectable of just Laughing. humor and you didn't have to inject. It, it's, really an workout. it's an ab workout. It's an ab workout. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to try to do a laughing only app workout. <laughs> uh, How'd you get those apps? Laughing. Watching a lot of comedy specials, actually. Yeah. I find the things that are funny that are just like really absurd. Like when something happens that you're just like, this is real. Like, like total landscaping. Like, yeah. like something that you're just like, <laughs> like that kind of stuff makes me laugh. For like the long, it has the most longevity because you think back, you're like, I can't believe that was real. Like even something as dumb as like something that happens on a reality show, like I'm like, oh, that is just pure magic. I know, I know. It's it's like when you can't stop, and when it's been like five minutes, and you go back to thinking about it, and you laugh again. It's truly the the thing that heals your emotional and mental state. 
laughing. I'm so glad we own a company that makes people laugh. <laughs> I'm so glad that, that we're laughing now. <laughs> Me too. So we got gave some real advice. This is the practical advice. Make, make your laugh, laugh list. list. You don't have to make it like – you can make it retrospectively. Like you can think about things that – times and then put start, start yeah, your list start. with that. Yeah. And then next time you want to berate yourself, laugh with yourself. Laugh with yourself. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad. All right, everyone, make a laugh list and we'll talk to you in two weeks. In the meantime, tell all of your friends about this amazing show that you heard called Back for Seconds because we all go back for seconds and just do it. Go say subscribe. It's so worth it. I love it so much. I get ad free DST plus. Well, you all know because you subscribe. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's amazing. And thank you all also for subscribing. We love you so much. And we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212 287 5650. Betches.